Guys, it's great to be together. Uh, it's exciting to see so many new faces. Welcome back. Everyone's been out of town for the summer. Uh, I love being together. A couple quick announcements. If you are visiting, uh, this is your first time. If you're new here in Lawrence, we do have a table out back just with some sign-up sheets. So uh, we would love to be able to connect you in a greater way and uh, be able to you know, have access to more info about what's going on throughout the semester. So if you want to go there before you leave and just sign up, give us your info. That way we can shoot you some uh, more information about the group. That would be great. And uh, we do have our congregational midweek. Uh, okay, our first one, August 29th. It will be at the church building at 7.30. We will start at 7.30, and it will be every other week from that point on. Amen? Amen. And Strong and Courageous is coming up. So uh, please continue to volunteer for housing. It's going to be an exciting time having teens from all over the heartland come in for that. Um, and I also just want to give a big shout-out. Gary Hall's here. Uh, A uh, very serious situation, caught it in time, and it's just, Gary, it's awesome that you're awesome. here. So, uh, man, thank you guys for, for all the prayers. But uh, let's go ahead and, and get into it this morning. I uh, want to discuss a question. That's what we're going to be talking about today. And that, that question is, what do you value? What do you value? That's kind of a difficult question to answer, because I think initially we'll all answer it with what we know we should value, right? Oh, I value my relationship with God, I value my family, I value, you know, serving others, being a kind person, hard work, responsibility, all those things. But we got to be honest with ourselves. When you really get down to it, what do you value? And something that can help us answer this question is another question. What do you invest in? Well, what are you invested in? Where do you invest your time? Where's your money invested in? Where do you invest your energy? Where are your thoughts, your dreams invested? Because usually the things that we are invested in are the things that we value the most. Right. And I was doing a little research here on some of the worst investment decisions in history, okay? Um, you know, I just intended for this to be a little five-minute, I'll look something up. I spent like 30, 45 minutes just looking at something, and I just, I just felt so bad for all these people, right? And I want to I wanna talk about uh, one of them today. Uh, his name is Ronald Wayne. Okay, back in the 70s, you know, he was around 40 years old. He was contacted by two younger guys. I think one was 21 one was 25. He was contacted to help them start up a new company. And his role was going to be to oversee uh, some of the engineering as well as the documentation. And he was frankly just going to be the adult supervision for this startup. That was kind of his role. And they offered him 10% share in the company along with a salary for this role. So he accepted it after about a week, right? As you guys could guess, these young guys start making some very risky decisions. And he started to get pretty nervous because these guys were in their young 20s. They had nothing to lose, right? They had nothing to their name, nothing to lose, whatever. He was in his 40s. He had a family. He had another career. He had a home. He, you know, 
he had a lot to lose. So he started to be afraid that, man, this is all going to fall on me if stuff goes bad. And I'm going to be the one that has to pay all this debt off that has to get us out of all these issues. So he, he started to grow nervous, more nervous, more nervous. After 12 days, he's like, I can't do this, right? Uh, so he sold back his 10% shares for $800. Today, those 10% shares would be worth $100 billion as Apple is now a trillion dollar company. <laughs> Ronald Wayne was the unknown third founder of Apple. Right? Nobody's heard of this guy except for this story. And uh, <laughs> it gets worse, believe it or not. You know, a couple years after that, gosh, can you just imagine, like, just, gosh, Ronald Wayne. I'm sorry, man. Um, I'm preaching about him on, you know, he, he's in, found his way into people's sermons for this bad decision. And uh, he was going through his desk, he was cleaning stuff out, and he found the original contract that these three guys signed. And he's like, what do I need this for anymore? I'm obviously not doing this. So he went online, sold it for a couple hundred bucks, and just sold at auction for a few million dollars recently. So it's just a constant bad reminder for Ronald Wayne of this decision. But guys, in the end, bad investment decisions will leave you looking like a fool. And that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to look at a story that Jesus told about a guy that spent his life valuing and investing in the wrong stuff. At the end of his life, he was left looking like a fool. Turn over to Luke chapter 12. As we discuss this question this morning, what do you value? Luke chapter 12. Starting in verse 13. Jesus is teaching to these large crowds. While, while he's talking, one of the, a guy comes up to him. And in verse 13 of Luke 12, he says, Some of the crowd came to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? And he said to them, Watch out. Be on your guard. Against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and I'll build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain and I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. It's a pretty powerful story. And you got to picture the scene. Jesus is teaching to these crowds. And this guy runs up to him, right? Jesus, he wants him to settle a dispute. Tell my brother to divide up our inheritance and give me some. And Jesus, as he usually does, takes this opportunity to teach, right? right? Teach this man, teach the crowds, teach his disciples. 
And he tells them this story about a guy that spends his life investing, valuing wealth, comfort. Spends his entire life building these great barns, storing up all this grain so that he can take life easy, eat, drink, be merry. And then one night is all taken away. And God comes to him, confronts him, he says, you're a fool. You spent your entire life chasing after this. But what's it worth now? That's really what we have to ask ourselves. How valuable is wealth in hell? How valuable is success in hell? How valuable is approval? Is your GPA? Is your car? Is your house? Is your popularity? Is your image? How valuable are those things in hell? Yep. Right? Not, not very. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Guys, what do you value? What are you invested in? Maybe it's relationships, right? Maybe it's a relationship with a significant other. Maybe it is wealth or success. Maybe it is approval. Maybe it's that recognition or respect or your image. And this is something that's interesting when you're trying to find what do I value? Because I don't think any of us want to end up like this guy, right? Investing in, valuing, spending our entire life Focusing on the wrong stuff. None of us want to end up like this guy. That's right. So we've got to figure out, what do I value? When I'm really being honest with myself, at the deepest core, what am I actually invested in? What do you value? And here's, here's an interesting take on all this. This is a different question to ask. And that's where do you find your value? Where do you find it? Your value. Because oftentimes, guys, the things that we value, the things that we are chasing after, are the things that we are trying to find our self-worth in. Maybe you value a relationship with a with a guy or a girl more than more than anything else. Maybe that's one of your greatest investments right now. That could be because you are trying, you are searching to find your self-worth your self-value in that relationship. Wealth, success, whatever it is that we value, most of the time, we're invested in those things because we are trying to figure out what is my value. And in order to bring security, we go looking for our self-value and all these other things. I don't know how valuable I am, so let me, let me feel valuable from this relationship. I don't know how valuable I am, so let me let me search so I can feel valuable from being successful so that everyone around me will see how valuable I really am. Most of the time the things we value most are the things we are trying to find our self value in. But guys, the problem with that is what happens when suddenly that's gone? What happens when you've spent your life trying to find self-value in a career and it's suddenly taken away? 
What happens when you're trying to find your self-value in a relationship with a guy or a girl and then that relationship ends? What happens when you're trying to find value in your image and then one day you wake up and your image is a little less than, you know, uh, great. <laughs> right? If you spend your life finding value in these things that can be taken away in an instant, what's that going to leave you with? And that, that was me. You know, I came up to college 10 years ago. I came to KU to play football, and that's what I valued. That's what I invested in. I invested everything in my image and in sports. Everything. I spent my entire life working for this. And you know what? I got here my freshman year. Everything was going great. I was the youngest guy on the team to get playing time. Coach mentioned me in a press conference, so I got in the school newspaper, I got on the blogs, and I was feeling it. And then in one afternoon, gone. And I didn't know where to turn. Yeah. I didn't know, I didn't have it, so I started searching for my self-value and all these other things, because for 18 years up to that point, my value came from performing well on a field and people coming up to me afterwards and, man, that was awesome. Bro, I saw you on there. Oh, and I loved going home over the breaks. Bro, I saw you. You know, how's it going? And I just, that's what my value came from. And literally in an instant, with one injury, gone. Everything I had invested in for my entire life, gone. And so... What did I do? I started trying to find my value in a relationship. And I obsessed myself with a relationship with a girl. And that became what I found my value in, so much so that I was willing to do anything to not lose that. Even if that meant getting involved in sin, even if that meant impurity, even if that meant being deceitful and lying to my family and my friends, I had to find my value from somewhere. I didn't have this anymore, but I had this relationship. And then I lost that. And I just remember being so empty, so lonely, so confused, so lost, just, I didn't know where to turn. And it reminds me of this video. I want to show a video here. Because guys, this is what we've got to start understanding, is that our true value is not found in any of these things. So I want to take time, show this video, and I'll come back up. You, look at your eyes, look at them, speckled, colorful, each one unique, and I created every one of them. I created everything, the universe, and you. I gave you your personality.
So you look for other things. To fill the void. Are all numbered. 
Do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Guys, we find our ultimate value in God's love for us. We find our ultimate value in the fact that God is never going to forget us. In the fact that God cares about all the pointless details of your life. Like the number of hairs on your head, right? Think about that. The average head has about 100,000 hairs, okay? Blondes apparently have more like around 150,000 hairs. I don't know what that means, okay? Could mean several things. In order to not offend anyone, I won't give any of my theories. No, I'm just joking. But to count to 100,000, just straight counting, no interrupting, takes a little over 70 hours. Think about that. 70 hours just to count to 100,000. And that's not even including having to actually keep track and count all the actual hairs and not get lost. And if you get lost, start over. But it's kind of like, who cares? Right? If someone's like, hey, prove to me how much you love your wife. Well, I know the exact amount of hairs that are on her head. Just like, that's, that's what you got? But guys, I think what that shows us, God, it is kind of a little creepy, right? Hey, I finished counting all the hairs on your head. I just snuck in. You know, when you're sleeping and I can't, right? It's just, it's a little weird. Sorry, sorry. Stay on your nose. What does that say about God? That even the most pointless, kind of creepy, useless information about you, he knows the exact info. So if he knows that detail, if he cares about, I wish he would care a little bit more, right? Some of, some of us in here wish he cared a little bit more about the numbers of hair on our head. But if he cares that much about the number of hair on your head, how much does he care about you feeling lonely? How much does he care about you feeling hurt and broken and sad? How much does he care about you being taken care of? If he cares about useless info like the number, number of hairs on your head, how much more does he care about the important stuff? Right. And that's what Jesus is saying here. Do not be afraid. Sparrows are worth nothing, but God hasn't even forgotten one of them. So how much more does he care about you? That's right. Guys, our value, our worth is not found in all that other stuff. Don't spend your life searching for value by investing in all these things that can be taken away in an instant. Our value is found in God. Can I get an amen? amen. Turn over to uh, stay in Luke 12, chapter 29. As we close here. Verse 29, I'm sorry, Luke 12, verse 29. Jesus is saying, don't set your hearts on what you will eat or drink. Don't worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things. And your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom. 
And these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions. Give to the poor. Provide purses for yourself that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven that will never fail. Where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Guys, invest in the eternal. Do not give your life to something that death can take away. Do not give up your life for something that death can take away in an instant. What are you invested in? What do you value? I know we have so many students that are coming here to KU for the first time. You are going to be bombarded with junk. And you are going to be so tempted to be searching, to find your value, to invest in all this other stuff, in student organizations, in a potential career, in a you name it, a sorority, a fraternity. You can search all you want. You can invest everything you have. You will not find your self-value, your self-worth in those things. Don't waste your time. Don't invest in things that can be taken away like that. Mm-hmm. Invest in his kingdom. Invest in a relationship with God. And if you would like to know more about that, I want to encourage you. Talk to the person that invited you. Go up to that table and fill out your info so that you can get plugged in, study the Bible, and find out more what it means to actually have a relationship with God. Amen? And next week, we're going to look in Luke at another story Jesus tells about a guy that comes face to face with the decision of am I going to follow him? Am I going to hold on to all this other stuff? Amen? Let's go to God in prayer, and we'll close with one more story. God, thank you so much for bringing us here this morning. Um, It's so encouraging to be with the body. God, thank you for how much you love us. Thank you for how much you care about us. God, you have invested everything in us. You came down, you sent your son, you gave up your life. For us. God, it's so humbling to see how invested you are in us, how much we are worth to you. God, I pray that we wouldn't spend our lives trying to find our value, our worth, and meaningless stuff, but that we can really look to you in a relationship with you to find our true value. God, we love you. Please be with all the students as they come back, be with classes, and I pray that you keep staying far from them. Uh, that, uh, that they wouldn't invest themselves in meaningless stuff, but that they would invest themselves in a relationship with you. We love you so much. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.